Hello, this is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. So, just getting out. It's five something in the morning, and uh, sun's not up yet. The uh, horizon is lightening. That's the sound of freedom and we are getting walking I'm, I'm, I'm pulling together a topic and I was just looking at some Ray Bradbury writing advice and I was just talking about the short story form and actually I'm reading a collection of short sto- stories um, sci-fi and it, it's, it's great to critique it's great to see what's possible and what is interesting like say why publishers of short stories take it in like say you know what what is going to draw your eye there's going to be thousands of uh, people sending stuff in to different different degrees So specifically, the collection I'm looking at is about, uh, it's, a, it's a collection of Spider Robinson, so he's a sci-fi writer, and I'm, I'm getting a chance to see his, his very first published short story, and then a coll- this collection thereafter which is uh, in, a, in a place. I'm, I'm interested in my own response, say, that there are things that I want to, to be going on that what, like what? I, I kind of want more <laughs> I want more Twilight Zone. You know, I want uh more um more potential there seems to be this object in the middle of the road sort of leery of approaching it it's like ah you know cuz it might be roadkill but no it's some kind of um cushion some kind of cushion Uh, the moon is up. The moon is up and it looks pretty full and just off to the side is this space station. So yeah, so I'm getting a chance to look at um, early writing, uh, tentative steps, 
these first steps and my own response it's very these beginning stories are very what do I want to say they don't go way far out there it's almost Uh, magic realism that there's everything is normal except for this very you know one thing and it even there even there there's this question of whether or not it's true so you, you could walk away from the story going, oh, was that science fiction? And there's a bit of magic there of... It, it's sort of like, say, what if you did witness a, um, a UFO come down, aliens got out, had a conversation with you, uh, and then took off, and then you start telling people about this and most people are not going to believe you it's that kind of feeling and there's a bit of magic there like the magician's trick that you know it's not real but you want it to be right so ah oh, it'd be so cool if it was real and not this you know sleight of hand um, illusion but that's that's what fiction is. It's an illusion. So there's even more blossoms out now. I don't know if you can hear, but there's this bird going beep boo. And uh I looked it up yesterday, and apparently it's a, a form of chickadee. So it's actually a small bird that's uh, really, you know, has some pipes. So it's interesting seeing the blossoms in the dark. And just this contrast of empty branches shifting towards this fullness. I, I, and I can't help but um, remember what seems to happen every year that there are these worms that will start burrowing away. And they're there's, there'll be this actual whispering in the trees because there's, you know, I don't know, a million of these little tiny green worms. And then they'll hang down off of these little threads 
Okay, so, short stories. So I was just reading uh, Ray Bradbury talking about short stories and the subheading for this collection, or the title for this particular uh, advice was to, uh, it was quantity over quality, and that if you do the the quantity, you will get the quality. This sort of ties into the idea of um, doing drafts, multiple drafts. So, you know, you don't just write it once and then clean it up. You actually go through again and again and again. So that's more on my side, my experience, of making it better. That, that that's the quantity. But what, in fact, what he's talking about, Ray Bradbury, is that you crank out hundreds of short stories. And in those hundreds, there are going to be a few that are good and that will get sold. But those few good ones won't happen unless you crank out the hundreds. And it worked for him. And it worked for Asimov, Isaac Asimov, and others. So it's not just them. Another thing that um, pops up is that you don't lose, like say you have hundreds of these short stories that don't sell, but as you improve as a writer, you can return and go through them. Uh, I have a stack of old manuscripts and, and short stories uh, that, that I'm, I'm doing that. Slowly but surely, so I have all these great plans, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up, um, you know, I'm going to open up 20 files, right? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be working on everything at the same time. And then this falls apart. But during that process, something will come up. and um, So there seems to be this kind of pulse to the work. This uh, heartbeat of creativity. Cre creativity, productivity. I've, I've mentioned before, one of my favorites is of Ray Bradbury's is uh, The Martian Chronicles. And... I think it might have been that I might have heard some old radio shows first or I had seen like say a black and white episode from um, you know some show like uh, Twilight Zone and I definitely saw the Martian Chronicles miniseries which was done in I think it's like either like late 70s, early 80s. And that, 
really impressed me. I felt impressed. But then, say, picking it up and reading it, just, you know, to see where this magic is coming from. Uh, and then I went and looked at the publishing history, because that's part of it. I wanted to see, how does this thing happen? And it was great, because it's... It, it was an afterthought. It was, say, similar pieces uh, put together. Similar pieces, and then, say, changes made so that these um, stories... There's at least one poem, probably more, and I think the poem's called Rocket Summer. But, uh, you know, afterwards they, they sort of pulled out, compiled, and put together and then released. And I have, I have uh, attempted short stories, short fiction. And there's a, there's kind of a difference. In a way, chapters are like short stories. In a way. But they have to have a sense of completion. Whereas in a chapter, you want the, you want the person to keep reading. And a manuscript that I'm critiquing right now has a lot of these great, not cliffhangers, but just say, you know, a chapter ends, but it doesn't, right? It, it, we, we end on a note, a moment, where we want to find out what happens, and that's effective. Whereas with this short story, we want to have, want to have the sense of completion, and so there's a bit of a difference um, between the two. That said, there are serials where you have somebody writing something, and then we have the, the next part of, of that story. So we have completion, and yet, you know, we have continuance. From those projects come mighty works, such as Dune, right? That, that, that's how Dune came about. It's uh, a collection, let's see, hmm, it's two, yeah, it's actually two collections of short stories. Feel free to get, uh, correct me on this. Uh, and to uh, probably not say short stories, but serials, so there is an intention of it continuing. And these two are then stitched together. I'm speaking of Dune specifically. And then, of course, there's the, say, examples like uh, Conan or uh, Elric of Melnaboni, where it's, you know, these short works are put together initially. And then say later we have the author going on and making larger works. I'm thinking of uh, Moorcock, uh, the author, 
author of Elric, etc., etc. I just remember the earlier, earlier works of Moorcock were um, these uh, short. They were shorts. And again, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure I am. Of course, with the novel, you know, we have more. We have more room, we have more space, we have more time. Uh, but then we also have more to consider that say with the I'm just thinking in my own experience because I've got a, a serial on the side <laughs> which never which might never see the light of day um, I'm having moments where I realize that so you do the first part of a serial and you go on to the second part you don't have the luxury of having the whole thing together where you can see the threads running through. It, that's not exactly true because you could have a document open, but you're still focusing on one part rather than the, the entirety. And I, I'm, I'm guessing that that's why something like Frank Herbert's Dune is... that there were changes made later. You know, additions, cuts... As, as these two um, serials were stitched together. Because you have that opportunity at the end to look at the whole. So I guess there's a kind of letting go. You have to allow it. You have to allow for these mistakes, in a way. And then you, you, have, you know, to approach it and to improve it. You know, something like that even exists with... Tolkien, who's he goes back and he makes changes to The Hobbit because uh, you know, in The Lord of the Rings you know, things have changed there's been this uh, and, and too, not a lot is changed in The Hobbit but it's a new edition and, you know, Tolkien has a chance to go and revisit and, you know, in a way set up what's going to happen. Because now he knows how much, how important this ring is that Bilbo gets from Gollum. see just a little bit of color, I think, on the horizon. I, th I think. I'm not, not too sure. having one of those moments where it could it, this street could be anywhere it could be on an alien planet which is interesting 
say, thinking about Martian Chronicles, uh, because uh, parts parts of it are very much like that, and uh, sort of a, con- a consideration of place. So why write short stories? Uh, it's a great way to begin. It's a great way to break in. Uh, rather than, say, working on something large, you know, you're concentrating on something small. But there's a lot that can be packed in, and a lot that can uh, happen in a few pages. It can assist with a later work. You know, rather than feeling daunted, you know, all of a sudden you're concentrating on packets of information, uh, chapters. Sort of piecing together things that Stephen King has said. Uh, He'll talk about ten pages a day, and it really feels like he's almost talking about you know, doing a short story every day. And his process, though, is it's very, um, like, what is he, in the morning, he does his, you know, first draft, and then in the afternoon, he's uh, working on his second draft. And perhaps more so, but... I'm more interested in the those ten pages and over the years those ten pages have made sense that one is able to do ten pages easily that you know that that's an achievable goal then you take a break then you come back and you you clean it up I'm thinking that the cleanup has to do with, say, you're bringing the writer's eye to it. So there's a consideration that wasn't in the first. The first is kind of, say, just cranking it out. And then the second is going back and... uh, It's, you know, for the reader. So the writer is in the morning and then the reader is in the afternoon. And the reader, the reader part of the equation is vicious and um, bent on bent on improvement and improvement clarification, etc. I can remember reading in one of Stephen King's books. I'm just having a bit of difficulty remembering. It was almost like these uh, news briefs that in between our story... I'm just trying to remember which novel this was. But anyways, there were these, 
you it could have easily been cut out. I could not. I, re- I remember being confused why these little sort of uh, social commentary on food coloring in product, uh, you know, in food, and how it was causing uh, uh, bowel problems, let's, let's say. And it almost feels like, say, that that was a darling. You know, that there's some, for some reason, that was left in. And so I, I, th- I think it's sort of him saying, oh no, there's a purpose to this, I want this in there. And the story, I think it might have been, it was something like the Salem's Lot or the Shining. Anyways, there's these, you know, little clips from the news about this, uh, problem with uh, food, uh, artificial ingredients, and then health. And I suppose it, it could be looked at as, say, it's, it's kind of, you know, symbolic, you know, like, uh, like the larger story has kind of like an artificiality that is unhealthy um, for, for the consumer. Maybe. That's the, the scholar. I remember reading in this collection of, of short stories about uh, Callahan, Callahan's place. And this is, uh, so this is Spider Robinson, the uh, writer, author. And he, he was mentioning in the foreword, I guess, that the very first piece we read, that if he hadn't have made that sale, he he says that he probably wouldn't have continued because it was just so uncertain. And two, before this, he's a fan. And um, But this is sort of uh, him seeing the potential and investing in it. And going, oh, okay, I see. I'm going to move forward with this. And I remember years before that he was... Uh, He's describing working as a security guard, but in, in reading this foreword in this collection, I learned that he's guarding a, a sewer. It's like a sewer, um, like a pipe, basically. And this was in New York, so I guess there was a lot of there was a lot, <laughs> a lot of sewage. Yeah, and uh, it worked out. It seems to have worked out. And 
think I saw 12 novels that he's he's done 12 novels so this is spider and then uh, it'd be interesting to go and see how many how many short stories say if he's starting off with short stories perhaps that's uh, you know his sort of safety net I'm not sure I'll have to we'll see as I'm, I'm investigating and going along and two, I didn't mean to read his first short story, but that seems to be how it worked out. Myself, completely different journey. Uh, writing, and then thinking, oh, hey, I'm going to write. Uh, you know, that I wanted to write, I wanted to pursue it. And then, you know, contacting agent... And then that, we go on for two years, and then, you know, I'm let go, and then I go to a small press. So my first thing, uh, you know, and to, I'm getting a bit of money out of it, so uh, it's all, you know, official, legit, so this is, this is my first. So there's, yeah, a thousand different ways. There's a greater chance of it happening. There's a chance of nothing happening. I almost think that it's better to say, be putting stuff out, uh, be contributing to things that don't pay, and and sort of say, building up, and and moving towards, moving towards being paid. That that's the way to go. That said, also writing to be paid. So not just writing something and then sending it out, but actually looking at it as the reader and going, would I buy this? Would I read this? And that's something where, uh, you know, I, I, can, I'm look, I look back on my old short stories and it's almost like they're more explorations I haven't, I haven't really considered them as, uh, as I could, and too as I will. So it's it's good to talk about them. Uh, another part of them is that they actually influenced where I'm at now. That they were part of uh, development in considering this fantasy world where I seem to be spending uh, an inordinate amount of time. But there's a great, there's a great, so let's see, how can I say this? The novels don't exist without these short stories. I think that's what I'm saying, yeah. that uh, it's all built upon uh, previous work and yeah sort of previous exploration and then okay you know let's return and uh, clarify I'm just thinking of one short story 
where the main character goes to this um, moving city. And that it was it was it was actually sort of two leaps. There's first there's a short story I wrote about finding this old manual typewriter uh, in the rain. And that's something that happened in Vancouver. And the N2, that was 25 years ago. Uh, I think it was walking home, it was raining, and found this uh, manual typewriter. And there was just something about it. And two, the, the, the thing was, was I checked out the typewriter, and the typewriter was fine, until the lid was open. And it was sort of this kind of, it was an eerie kind of invitation. Like, say, that, that you know, I meet somebody on the way home, you know, and I'm sort of checking them out. Uh, kind of like a genie's lamp, right? I sort of find this lamp and just check it out and just, Oh, take it home. And to end, uh, I, I used the uh, typewriter for a while. I think I gave it away eventually. But I actually wrote a short story on that machine. And the short story was about the typewriter. And this led to... This led to a number of sort of questions about, well, who had the typewriter before me, and why did they leave it there in the rain? Uh, for somebody, I guess, to find. And also I imagine that there were, that there was something inside the typewriter, that there was this kind of place uh, uh, a bit of a fantasy world. So I imagine there was this uh, city that was like glass and brass. I described it, and then it was all—it was all moving. And that's something that I used uh, a couple times. This idea of a city that was moving around. Like, the, the, the buildings were moving, almost like that they, they were vehicles. And um, another thing, though, is that I wasn't sending this stuff out. And I, I think that part of it was that I was, I was using it, these short stories, as a, as a vehicle to sort of getting to the... And, and the next stage for myself. Rather than considering them as complete pieces. And that say, I didn't work that way. And I wasn't, I didn't feel confident, confident or competent. So the, it's getting brighter. Yes, it's getting brighter. There's a kind of pastel thing going on in the east.
and the blossoms are turning a kind of mauve. But the orange street lamps are still on. So, how could I take my old short stories and improve them? One of the things that I would do would be to consider them as scenes, to lay down a three-act structure and ask a lot of serious questions about the, the, the basic stuff of a scene, right, which is... Uh, who has the power? Oh, hey, the ducks are still here. And they're just sort of waddling around. Maybe they're sort of making this their, um, their meeting spot. I have to say, though, that today they are on the boulevard, so they're closer, they're together, rather than, you know, the sidewalk is apart, as is in between them. Now they're walking on the lawn together, just sort of strolling about, doing the waddle. We'll see if they're still here when I wander back. Ladox. So, yeah, this, these short stories, uh, I would improve them by considering them in, this, in the same way I would with uh, my screenwriting manual, uh, in the sense of that as a complete screenplay, and uh, which is something that I bring to a novel. So, what do I mean by that? The screenplay manual that I use, it asks, what's the central question? And it's an elaboration on the three conflicts, which used to be man versus nature, man versus man, and man versus himself. Whereas now, it is what is the external conflict, personal conflict, and then uh, personal meaning friends, family, lover, Zah. then uh, what is the internal conflict. So that's, that is the, that is what, the questions, right? So that's, yeah, the central question has three parts, and I would ask that of these uh, short stories. The eventual outcome, I'm just thinking about these short stories and how surface they are, because I can remember writing them and not knowing how to go deep into them. So there's a lot of room to maneuver, and as I dive uh, beneath the surface that I would have, a, I think, a greater relationship with myself. Uh, 
in under, say understanding. But then too, this is a sort of this is a past um, way of being, and that might come into uh, in in considering these short stories that I would be considering a younger self and sort of think. So it might be a good thing to say go through these and and uh, see where I was at. A bit of psychoanalysis as I go through these uh, kind of dreams. I'm just remembering some of them as being um, quite uh, more, more say along the lines of yeah, like say tragic, like uh, they would have uh, horror elements. But more sort of say you know grotesque, and uh, I'm thinking of things like uh, Clive Barker, um, horror author. But it, he doesn't just do that. There's, it's weird because say he and other authors get kind of lumped into. They are one thing, but they have done so many different. Yeah, um, so many different things. That's a part of it. But, uh, yeah, the short stories I did, there's a lot of uh, fantasy involved. So, yeah, I'm curious to go and, and see if I can... Um, the other part of it, too, is that there's money to be made, so why not? Why not go and take a look and sort of, you know, is there something that I can actually, like, say, seriously consider as saleable, right, that I can send out? The odd thing about these two ducks, as I walk kitty-corner to them, is that they're not freaked out. I usually think of ducks as being kind of standoffish, and they don't let you get very close. So, <laughs> if I was superstitious, I would be reading into it. Perhaps there's a, a story here, right? I can use this for fodder. Some uh, neighbors were having a, a picnic, a spring picnic on their lawn, and I got asked about this podcast, and they they asked about you know listening to it, and I said I, I said no for a couple reasons. Uh, one of them was because they had they had some kids there, and I, I was sort of I didn't want to kind of sort of set it up as something it wasn't. And I said uh, I'm just sort of talking about thinking about heavy stuff, and. And to actually switch the setting, uh, because my host has a setting. So, you know, if there's uh, sort of mature topics or language, and that's, I feel that that's, uh, it has shifted towards that. And um, 
interviews as well have gotten uh, into territory that's f more for a mature audience, I, I would say. What's my point in all of this? It doesn't have to do with short stories. We're sort of in the wrap-up, and... It almost feels like the advice of Ray Bradbury, Asimov, and others is to do a lot uh, of, of the short stories and send them out. And I remember there was one guy, um, British, and he was doing something like this. And he's keeping an online tally, so this is on Twitter, of, of his submissions and his uh, rejections and sales. So I think he had done two or three sales and a hundred uh, rejections, something like that. But it was interesting to see and cheer for. Unfortunately, there was a bunch of uh, foul language, which even I was just mentioning, uh, I found it un unprofessional. And whereas in my private life, I might, you know, I might swear and I might watch something with swearing in it. I, I just sort of have this sort of gauge of, uh, you know, that I'm not going to. Oh, the ducks are, there's a little bit of a, uh, What is it? The you know the the quacking, but it's sort of more kind of like a a boiling pot, kind of like quack 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 quack. Because I just passed them. Right, so this guy, yeah, so I, who was um, submitting stuff, and then, uh, I'm not sure if it was because he was in a rage that he was getting all foul, and, you know, that said, I also will, uh, there's, there's people that I'm interacting with that occasionally will have these kind of outbursts. Perhaps it was because this other writer wasn't, it was almost like say that they were more kind of um, posting, but they weren't engaging. So I never had them come over to my page and you know like one of my posts or make a comment. So it was sort of say that I was I was getting the burden without the pleasure, <laughs> the burden of their company. And to, there is this there is this argument going around that uh, 
foul language is not foul and uh, that it creates a, a class system, a sort of strata, stratification. And, you know, yes, maybe, okay, but it still doesn't erase, you know, overnight the, um, you know, you're having a conversation and then somebody's, you know, all of a sudden is making references to, uh, you know, bathroom stuff and, uh, and to making references, I've mentioned this before, there's no creativity involved in it. It's very, uh, and two, there's elements of misogyny, you know, so, you know, this hatred of women and then there's, uh, also a, a, a hatred of the body, and then, so, and to not just, and it's just, you know, body shaming, and, and, so, and then on another level, it's, it's just language, I'm also thinking of the sales, you know, did, does that influence, I think it does, I think that, Unless you are, unless you have a particular market that is open to that kind of language, I'm even thinking of the short stories that I'm reading now. Uh, to a degree, the language in these short stories of Spider Robinson I'm reading, it gets, it gets close to the street. It gets uncomfortable, there's, right away we get references to uh, uh, addiction to hard drugs and uh, uh, difficult topics and subjects. But at the same time, I'm not turned off by the language, and the, the narrator is not looking to, say, jar me. I, re I remember a writer on Twitter inviting me to read their stuff and I think I've mentioned this before that I read one page and there was enough of uh, it was enough of a turnoff on page one that uh, it was sort of noir but it was uh, it was not it did not taste good and I just I just you know I said I don't have to read this I I, there's no obligation. It was great because the writer said there's no obligation, and I was like, <laughs> I never felt obligated to begin with. I guess it's just, and then too, I had read Telempath, right, which has this huge heart, you know, amidst, you know, even with. Uh, grotesque moments that at the core of the writing is this you know compassion and this uh, caring going on which is a weird juxtaposition but that's that's how sort of what I came away with and and two I wanted to read more you know so that's a sign whereas with the the noir that I'm mentioning that has this sort of swearing without purpose I'm introduced to the main character at the beginning, and 
I don't want to read anymore. I'm going, I don't like this person. You know, it's, this is not me. <laughs> this is not people I know. I mean, I'm trying to go through it and I'm going, no, nobody knows, nobody I know talks like this and has this, um, it's not even the kind of noir where it's, you know, it's the gumshoe, right? It's the, it's the, um, Sam Spade or something. It's, you know, instead it's this, uh, anyways, yeah. So, I, I think that's another part of the short story is that within a, such a small time frame, you've got to present a character who resonates with the reader. And I'm just thinking, you know, so you, you set out to offend, and that's what's going to happen. You will have a readership that is into that, right? Yes, offend me. I want to be offended. That's where I'm at, and uh, that's who I am. I think there, too, it's, it's not about money, and it ought not. And I think, I think that that's, that's what that particular writer, in inviting me... It's a kind of an odd thing, because... I, I sort of felt like, really, you ought to be going for people who are doing similar work, not me. And I, I suspected, and suspect, you know, they haven't read what I've written, they haven't even checked out a blurb, you know, of, it's like, oh, Moss is writing young YA, uh, check out a review of my stuff, and, you know, instead it's sort of like, you know, I think it might have been one of these DMs, direct messages, where it's contacting thousands of people, I'm just, I just feel like my critique is, well, don't be surprised, you know, if you're not, it's, it's, this is what you're asking for. All right, the ducks have crossed the street, and the female is leading, the male is following. And there's a little gap between them, but not much. Now they're crossing the street again. And they're actually stopping in the middle of the street. Like, they're not quite sure where to... Now the male is getting ahead. The female is heading off to the side. The male is following... It's such a weird, um, I'm not quite sure what they're up to. I have my suspicions.
I guess another thing that I'm thinking about is, say, in, in sending out stories, the way that Asimov and Ray Bradbury are talking about where you're creating, you're just creating. That... So you're hoping to find someone who's interested, who's going to say, these are the changes that I want made, and then I will buy it. So you're looking for the sale. But, in a way, the short story is a pitch. And the... What you're sending them, yeah, what you're sending them is a pitch. Sorry, I'm I'm hung up now remembering this first page of this uh, gritty, foul-mouthed, uh, um, and I'm, I'm sure that, you know, people are going to be clamoring. You know what? What was it called? And I really couldn't be bothered. Uh, and two, that's the flip side. I'm currently I'm reading a manuscript, uh, and two, the other person is reading it. Right, they're reading my stuff. You know that that shows the level of uh, commitment. <laughs> uh, I want a commitment. <clears throat> but uh, you know, yeah. Uh, and two, I wasn't hearing that back from the, the writer who's asking me to read um, their stuff. And. So yeah, so they're not they're not asking for a connection, right? They're just asking for this um, surface, uh, and really too, what it is, it's it's about a sale. They're wanting to, you know, they're not interested in a relationship. Um, they just want a exchange of yeah, and that's that's the question. What uh, what are we exchanging? I guess that's the thing too, is say with the manuscript that I'm looking at right now, just in say in the context, if we put it into the context of a short story, and I'm taking a look at it, that there's a lot of heart, that there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of compassion, and uh, like why would that be important? I guess that's the thing, is that it is important, it's important to me. If if it wasn't the case, I wouldn't be interested in reading it. You know, but we actually were first we started off like and it was sort of my test, right? I, you know, let's let's exchange first chapters. So that's that's what it was. That's how we started off. And then, and then I'm, you know, I go from there. I want to, I want to see more. You say, okay, well, you know, next chapter, next chapter. But as a, as a short story. So I get this thing, and I would want to see the potential, right? It's like I'm reading this. Okay, I'm feeling something. I want, I want the.
is it worth it to work with the person? So then it's the question of, are you willing to make the changes uh, to take this to the next level? <laughs> In the sense of commitment, right? The relationship. What is the... What is the... Oh, geez. I've already... Now I've gone, I've gone to the... Uh, the word that sort of that sort of does it, and two, all of this without being foul-mouthed, right? All of this without being um, kind of betraying. It, it it does. It feels like a betrayal when there's this sort of language and attitude that is just a coarse and a bit. Um, Yeah, that is it. It's 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 not about pleasure, right? And and there's this, this you know, say what I'm reading right now, it's very pleasurable and enjoyable. But everybody's got their own sort of take, and uh, what what it is with the short story is that, you know, it's it's this pitch, and. They're going to say that they want more, and they're going to want changes. I think, too, it's, it's a question of, say, how close is it, right? How, how, how much work has to happen for it to, to get to that next level? And what is that next level? Really, it's, you know, somebody picks it up. It's in a magazine. You know, they want a particular thing to happen, and either that or it's worth their time. I'm just reminded of a Monty Python sketch where somebody mistakenly goes into the room for um, insults. Or they go in, you know, and they're asking, uh, is this the insult room? And it turns out to be the argument room. And yeah, you know, I, I, I don't mind an argument, um, but when you pick up something and it's it's insulting you, it's like I, I, I've got I've already got enough, right? I've already been there. I don't you know I don't need any more insult, adding insult to injury. I I really like though ending on that note of that the short story is a pitch that it's it's all about the potential of what could be and then with the you know with the guidance of an editor that uh, sort of take it to the next level or where they want to take it that's another thing is that even with a short story that you're working with an editor uh, within science fiction it's going to be somebody who loves the genre and who is a fan who they have aspirations they're most likely a writer themselves learning but as a reader say you know they can see um, and it's all about the story so it's 
it's not about the shock value. Sure, a bit of shock's okay, but it's about the story. And uh, good gosh, what is a story? Thus, we have a story in mind. All right, thanks for listening.